you see, in all this legal maneuvering, something has gotten lost. And that something is the truth. Now, it is incumbent upon us lawyers not to just talk about the truth, but to actually seek it, to find it, to live it. What is it in us that seeks the truth? Is it our minds or is it our hearts? I set out to prove a black man could receive a fair trial in the South, that we are all equal in the eyes of the law. That's not the truth, because the eyes of the law are human eyes, yours and mine, and until we can see each other as equals, justice is never going to be even-handed. It will remain nothing more than a reflection of our own prejudices. So until that day, we have a duty under God to seek the truth, not with our eyes and not with our minds where fear and hate turn commonality into prejudice, but with our hearts. everybody, this is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event. I used that clip from uh, Time to Kill. I think, you'll, uh, I think you'll see why as we go through the happenings of this week about, uh, about just the spin being put on things in, uh, in congressional hearings and Senate hearings and uh, with the Attorney General and it's, just, it's, it's a really weird time right now because it's all about the sound clips and it's all about you know, teaching you, you know, and I'm trying to say, listen to see what you see, listen to what you hear, think about it and gather your own conclusions. You know, look at the whole story. Don't just come up with conclusions based on what I tell you, nor what you hear on CNN or PMS, NBC or Fox or the or Facebook. Look at everything can get to your own conclusions channel. I'll try to help you get to that. Also use that song. Uh, Hold on from Kansas from 1980. Uh, 1980, a time when we were, uh, well, when I was, cause it was my, uh, first year of college time. Um, well, I guess I was a Democrat back then before I, uh, before I figured out that, uh, if, you know, when you're a Democrat, you, if you're not a Democrat, when you're in college, that means you don't have a heart. And, uh, after you get out into the, into the, into the real world and are actually, uh, paying your own way and making your own, making your own life, you, you realize that if you're not a Republican, you don't have a brain. So. Um, so we're going to try and separate that because some because it as uh, as as the as the country moves on and we go into where we're going in this in this country and in this world, it just seems like we're keeping people from growing up and getting clarity for longer and longer and longer. As I see, I just I have a hard time thinking how does half the country see things so different 
than how I see them when it just seems so logical, so plain right in front of you. And, uh, and I think it's the influences that we have and people just don't take the time to, to, uh, use the brains. But anyway, we're going to, uh, we're going to go into all that stuff and I'm going to try and give you some clarity. But before I do, let me introduce myself. My name's Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender located here in Southern California, lending all over the place. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, you need financing. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One more time, day or night. Toll free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to talk with me, but you don't want to, uh, you don't want to talk on the phone until, uh, we get a little farther into this. You wanted to pick my brain and, <clears throat> hey, what, what's the possibilities of, of maybe I could do something? Um, but you don't want to be a real person. You just want to be a, a, uh, an email address. Go to wccloans.com www.wcclons.com. Click on uh, looking for a loan. Click on apply now. Give me as much information as you want. Uh, let me know how much information you want back. You'll hear from myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury, Aaron Fredericks, or Randy Johnson, and we will help you find the missing piece to your real estate financing puzzle. Um, if there's any part of the show you want uh, repeated, uh, you can get the uh, podcast on edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well, well as several past shows, and uh, you can uh, and you can download them on demand. You can also go get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can uh, subscribe for free, have it downloaded to your uh, whatever device you listen to podcasts on, your phone, your iPhone, your iWatch, your uh, iPad, your mini pad, your maxi pad, your computer. Uh, your droid, whatever, whatever you listen to podcasts on, I imagine there's a whole bunch of devices I don't know about yet because I'm not, I'm, 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 a, I'm over 30. So I just don't stay up on all that stuff until it's, until something breaks. Um, and you can, you can uh, get that. Follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. And you can follow the, the Facebook pages, uh, facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. Um, Hey, coming, coming up in the next two weeks, you're going to start hearing me brand, not as wholesale capital, but as summit funding, as, uh, as the market has changed significantly in the mortgage business. And while I tried to fight it for, for, uh, the last couple of years, the last several years since the, uh, and I, and I thought at some point there'd be some uh, common sense and uh, the and the uh, government would get out of our faces and back off regulations, and maybe that'll happen. But the uh, the environment for the mortgage business has changed, and I'm adapting, and we are becoming part of a, a larger company, Summit Funding, and uh, we'll be the same talented loan officers, the same great service, same great rates, same uh, good common sense advice, except for we'll have a different name called Summit Funding. So anyway, you'll start hearing my commercials say Summit Funding, and you'll start hearing me no longer brand as Wholesale Capital. That'll start May 1st. So anyway, um, just so you know, a couple people have seen it up on our freeway sign as they drove past our our, uh, our big electronic sign on the 60 freeway. So if you've seen it and you wonder, hey, what's going on? Now you have it. Now you have it. So we are uh, we are adapting, moving forward. Uh, and uh, making some smart business moves. And, uh, you know, I, I look at it and say, hey, you know what? <clears throat> I preach about, hey, you know what? If if your job, if the jobs move from California to Arizona, you move to Arizona. You don't whine about how you're entitled to live in California and there's no jobs and you can't, you can't live here because the high cost because you can't get a, a job that pays because your job moved to another state. You know what? You adapt. You improvise. You adapt. You overcome. And, uh, after, at a certain point, I'm just going, how am I going to deal with all this, all these new rules and all this stuff? And I'm fighting it. And finally I just said, you know what? 
enough is enough. I'm going to do what I'm preaching. So, uh, so I made the, made the, uh, the choice and made the decision and we're, we're making the move and, uh, my guys are excited. I'm excited. We're, uh, moving on and, uh, without all the, uh, all the extra regulation and the, mostly the extra cost. So anyway, uh, let's go on to what's happening this week. The numbers are in for in on the Customs and Border Protection apprehensions at the border in March. As predicted, more than 100,000 were detained last month, actually 103,000 to be exact. As the president said, has said nearly every day since his visit to the border last week, our country is full. With, uh, with no end in sight to the border crisis, President Trump reportedly asked Department of, uh, of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen uh, asked for her resignation. There have been almost constant rumors that Kirsten Nielsen was on the chopping block, but administration sources tell Fox News that President Trump asked for her uh, asked for her resignation as this uh, growing crisis at the southern border continues, and he felt, felt like he needed to take a more aggressive approach to fix it. Now, the president, he wants the toughest cop around on border security, and he did not feel like Nielsen fit that bill. Back in November, even, President Trump told Chris Wallace he wished Nielsen was tougher when it came to border security. Yeah, and I and I can't blame him. I can't blame him. Uh, you know, uh, uh, he had a he he put Jeff Sessions in the Attorney General spot, and Jeff Sessions immediately uh, recused himself from uh, what would become the uh, Trump's nightmare for the next two years. And uh, he thought he had someone who would actually go after enforcing the laws like they need to be, and he didn't. And now he's got Bill Barr, and Bill Barr appears to be there. He had Rex Tillerson in the in the uh, Secretary of State. And uh, Rex Tillerson had had the experience with international business and all that stuff, but he wasn't as tough as as what Trump wanted. And now he's got Mike Pompeo. Now Kirsten Nielsen will be out of the uh, Department of Homeland Security. Um, and although wasn't uh, Mike Pompeo Department of Homeland Security before he moved him to Secretary of State? I think he was. I could be wrong. Maybe it was. Uh, maybe it was uh, John Kelly. I know he's been moving people around since he got in there, trying to find his spot. Which I don't think, which I don't think is that um, that unusual, and I also don't think um, that lots of people would have would have the the guts to do that. And uh, that's one thing about Trump. I've been told, even in his business, hey, if something's not working out, you know, don't just don't just tolerate it. Deal with it. Deal with it. And if that means somebody gets fired or somebody gets re re uh, relocated within the company or to another company, whatever the whatever the case may be, if they're not the right person for the job, don't don't let it drag your whole company down. Um, deal with it and put put who you need in there. And I think Trump is probably getting a little tired of fighting the fights all by himself because the Republican uh, Congress sure doesn't seem tend to uh, to back him up. When we had the whole Congress, the you know Paul Ryan was was a wet noodle and uh he he didn't back him up uh like he should have otherwise we would have had the wall built already and uh we would have had all kinds of stuff done and we would have had uh we would have had Obamacare repealed and replaced um so Trump feels like he's fighting the fight he wants some tough guys on his team uh so how did the how did the media react to uh Nielsen's resignation uh, exactly what you'd expect him to do for the rest of her life people will look at her and think oh that's the woman who put children in cages that's the woman who broke up families across the border. And you know what? They'll be right. She has been a disgrace as Secretary of Homeland Security, and she leaves behind a legacy of separating families, caging children. 
you almost have to feel sorry for Nielsen. I don't feel sorry for her, but almost, mm -hmm. because, you know, she is willing to violate the dictates of humanity, morality, and ethics, but she's not actually willing to break the law. Kirsten Nielsen will be known uh, for implementing a cruel policy of forcibly separating parents and children. Well, let's uh, let's do some thinking on this, folks. You know, uh, caging kids. You know, uh, at certain point, at certain point, you have ha you know our country's full. We have we won't close the borders. Uh, we send the national guard down there. Uh, our our idiot uh, uh, governor in California pulls the national guard off. Um, we ha you know the the country the country's divided on on. Uh, I think the country's just divided on Trump. Trump wants to to do what every every president has said they were going to do for the past 25 years except for he's trying to get it done and not just talk about it and everyone else just hates Trump so they're going to they're going to fight him no matter whether it makes sense or not. Kind of what I use that clip from A Time to Kill for is, you know what, hey, let's find the truth. Let's stop worrying about who suggested it. Let's stop worrying, was it Trump's idea or was it Democrats' idea? Was it uh, Obama's idea? Was it Bush's idea? Was it Clinton's idea? Whose idea was it? doesn't matter. If it's the right idea, let's, let's execute. Um, let's, stop, let's stop looking at what color somebody is and just, hey, did they break the law or they didn't break the law? Doesn't matter if they, if you know, if they're white or black or Muslim or Christian. Doesn't matter any of that stuff. The law is a law. So, uh, so if you've got all these people coming in, and you don't have any room for them, where do you put them? Oh, they put them behind chain link fences and put them in areas so we could, uh, so we could uh, keep them locked up. But we didn't have room for them in the places with beds. Um, you know, if if you had a bunch of them streaming into your yard, do you want to bring them in and give them bedrooms at your house, or you just want to uh, put them in, put them behind your gate, lock them up till the police get there? I don't know. You think think about that. Think about that. You know, we got all these people. Well, just let them go. Well, that's not that's not how the law works. And then uh, and forcibly separating kids from forcibly separating families. Hey, you know what? If you break the law in this country. You go to jail. Guess what? You've, you're the one who, who separated yourself from your kids. You go ro rob a bank. You go kill somebody. You go to jail. You don't get to take your kids with you. Why should illegal aliens be any different? Why are we, for, why are we blaming Kirsten Nielsen on that? I don't, I just, I, you know what? Think about what these guys do. They're changing, they're changing the way it sounds. So kids, and I'm not talking about, Seven and eight year olds. I'm talking about 18, 20, 25 year olds that don't really pay attention. All they know is what they hear, and they don't they don't look into it any farther. And just for fun, here's probably probably the craziest thing ever said on PMSNBC. Their national security contributor Frank Figliuzzi. I'm sure you've all very familiar with this guy. Uh, not concluded that by firing cabinet members like Nielsen, the president is spiraling spiraling forward toward committing workplace violence. What we talked about was a possible analogy between what we're seeing in the president and, and studies of violence and acting out, particularly workplace violence. The question we have to ask ourselves from a behavioral uh, sense is, are we watching a president essentially on, on his way to a, what we call a flashpoint? And, and are we now beginning to see him act out in the form of purging and mass firing and completely not listening to any logic. Are we essentially watching a workplace violence incident play out at the highest level of our government? And is he acting out now? And where does this go, if I'm right about that? 
So I'm not really sure what he's saying there. Is he is he insinuating that that Trump is getting violent and he's just firing people, or is he saying that Trump is doing this and he's going to create a workplace violence by someone who got fired come back with an Uzi and start shooting up the place? Uh, I don't know, but it just doesn't make any sense to me that you know these weren't. He's not talking about firing people that work for the post office. These people are high high level high level. Uh, administrators and and business people and you know what if this everybody knows that that trump's position is a temp job everybody else's job is a temp job and if it works out for a year if it works out for for four years or eight years whatever it is you deal with it um and most of them are happy to serve serve at the at the pleasure of the president for as long as they can uh, as long as everything's going good. And that prompted uh, the White House Deputy Secretary, Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley to say this. I do find it kind of interesting that the media is so focused on what happened behind the scenes uh, with the resignation of Secretary Nielsen instead of worrying about what's actually happening at the border. And we have a crisis down there, an emergency, and the media refuses to focus on that, but instead wants to talk about palace intrigue. Yep, as long as, uh, as, long as they're... Focusing on what's going on in the White House, no one's paying attention to what's happening at the border, and I think that's not coincidence. I think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, hey, you know what? Let's change the narrative because they keep showing films of the border, and you saw, and we talked about this last week that uh, uh, Chris Cuomo of CNN, brother to the uh, governor of of New York. Uh, was down at the border and talked to one of the refugees that came over who told him that the that the the um the coyotes were saying hey bring your kid you'll get over if you don't bring your kid you don't get past the you don't get to stay in the in the country it's real they said it right to Chris Cuomo on camera so is this a manufactured crisis i don't think so and i think pretty much everybody's waking up to that so what's happening on the border that's being overshadowed by Nielsen's resignation? The president backed away from his threat to completely seal the border and warned Mexico that he'd slap tariffs on cars coming to the U.S. from Mexico unless their country does more to stop the flow of migrants and drugs into the U.S. On that, White House Chief, Secret- Chief of Staff uh, Mick Mulvaney says this. In fact, and I know it's hard to imagine, but again, Nancy Pelosi runs the Democrats in Congress. Mexico has done more in the last week to help our illegal immigration crisis than Nancy Pelosi and, and Democrats in the House. So that's been a pretty good week. Yeah. So, hey, you know what? Uh, Trump knows how to get things done. Hey, you know what? You, you, no problem. We'll just slap tariffs and people won't buy cars that are coming from Mexico because they'll be more expensive. And well, what does that do? That means Ford's going to pull out their their plants. Chevy's going to pull out. The, so whoever's building cars in Cal in Mexico because it saves them money, they're not going to sell any of those cars. So what's going to happen? All those jobs are coming back to the United States. We should have done that anyway. So uh, Bill Barr testified this week, uh, two days, uh, and they got off. You know, this week the Democrats got to check off their first item on their impeachment backup plan, putting brand new attorney general uh, Bill Barr on blast before the House and Senate appropriations committees. That wasn't why he was there. In fact, there, these were actually supposed to be routine hearings to get approval for the Department of the Justice's 2020 budget. Instead, it was two days of Democrats asking about about his summary of the special counsel's report on Russia, on the Russia investigation, and pretending like it was Barr himself who wrote the report rather than Robert Mueller. Case in point, Florida's Charlie Crist. Can you elaborate on what is meant by does not exonerate the president? That's that's a statement made by the special counsel. Right. I reported as one of his bottom line conclusions. So I'm not in a position to discuss that further until the report is all out. And then what is meant by exonerate is really a question that I can't answer. 
So you know, Bill Bill Barr is he you know he doesn't talk tough like Chris Christie or like uh, Trey Gowdy or some of those guys, but Bill Barr is a supreme attorney. He knows what the rules are, and he's not going to be pushed. Uh, Barr says the full report isn't released yet because the Department of Justice is still putting appropriate redactions in place. In other words, they're being responsible when the Democrats want them to be reckless. I identified four areas that I feel should be redacted, and I think most people would agree. Right now, the special counsel is working with us on identifying information in the reports that fall under those four categories. We will color code the excisions from the report, and we will provide explanatory notes describing the basis uh, for each redactions within a week. So within a week, the four four areas that will be redacted are, number one, the grand jury material, because grand jury testimony is supposed to be private, not supposed to be public. Uh, Classified information, because classified information is classified. It's not supposed to be uh, available to you unless you have a security clearance, unless you uh, just hacked Hillary Clinton's uh, uh, server. Information connected to to pending investigations, because... When there's a pending investigation, they don't let out information on it. You hear hear people say all the time, I can't talk about that because there's a pending investigation. And then information that would invade the privacy of peripheral third parties. So, hey, you know, if there's information here that we're going to release and it's going to be damaging to someone who's really not involved, uh, then we're going to we're going to redact that. Of course, none of this is good enough for Democrats. Uh, How dare the attorney general release this report in a responsible manner? Here's the House Appropriations Committee chair, Nita Lowey. I want to address a serious oversight matter, your unacceptable handling of special counsel Robert Mueller's report. All we have is your four-page summary, which seems to cherry-pick from the report to draw the most favorable conclusion possible for the president. Even for someone who has done this job before, I would argue it's more suspicious than impressive. Yeah, you should know Nita Lowey. You've got a uh, you've got a, a a bachelor's degree in liberal studies compared to uh, you know having a law degree and years and years of experience doing that. Um, although you do have years and years of experience being uh, in the Congress for twenty nine years, and you're almost eighty two years old, so maybe it's time you retire. So. Uh, Democrats were even more outraged with Barr on Wednesday when it was the Senate committee's turn to grill him. And uh, that's when we found out that Attorney General Barr believes that the re- what the rest of America already knows, that the FBI and CIA spied on the Trump campaign in 2016. Spying on a political campaign is a big deal. So you're not, you're not suggesting, though, that spying occurred? I, I think there was a spying did occur. Yes, I think spying did occur. Well, let me. But the uh, question is whether it was predicated, adequately predicated. And I'm not suggesting it wasn't adequately predicated, but I'd need to explore that. I think it's my obligation. Congress is usually very concerned about intelligence agencies and law enforcement agencies staying in their proper lane. Yeah, we know know spying occurred because they were tapping Carter Page's. uh, uh, phones in the Trump Tower, and that's how they found out all kinds of stuff. The question is, is did they have 
the legal the legal uh, the legal basis to have been able to do that. And I think when that happens, that's going to slide all the way up to everybody, including Obama. For the rest of the week, Barr's comments on spying were declared a bombshell by the media, and Democrats use this as their ace in the hole for this for this for his objective observation that some people in our government spied on Donald Trump's campaign in 2016. Something that pretty much everyone in America is, accepts as fact at this point. Democrats decided that Bill Barr must pay. Here's Nancy Pelosi. The chief law enforcement officer of our country is going off the rails. He is the attorney general of the United States of America, not the attorney general of Donald Trump. Going off the rails. I think he just has his eyes open, folks. Not, uh, you know, he's got his eyes open, his mind open. He's considering what he's seeing. Duh. Hey, I'm out of time for part one of the main event, so hang on for uh, five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials, and sports, and we'll be right back with you with more of this. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation. Your local direct mortgage lender. I don't talk about a lot about financing or real estate on this show because uh, if you're not in the market, you probably think it's boring. But you know what? If you are in the market, you want to make sure you talk to somebody you trust, somebody who thinks like you, somebody that will look out for your best interest, not theirs. If you're uh, if you need me, call me eight five five six four zero twenty twenty eight five five six four zero twenty twenty one. Last time eight five five six four zero. 2020 or go to wccloans.com and uh, click on looking for a loan and whether you're looking to refinance a house you have or buy a new house or if you're looking to look into one of those uh, reverse mortgage things you know what if you're over 62 these are absolutely awesome plans and uh and everything you've heard about them that makes you go oh no 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 i would never consider that just in case call me and let me explain it to you it's really it's really a lot of people think a lot of things about them until they find out the truth. Wow, this is something pretty cool when you're when you're getting retirement age and you've got more life in you than you have money in the bank. Um, just in case you'd like to enhance, you know what? I'd like to have a little bit more fun on my retirement, but I'm going to run out of money before I die, so I just better not spend it. I'll just stay at home and watch Oprah during the day. So uh, if that's you, call me, 855-640-2020. So uh, the Democrats know uh, Robert Mueller's 400-page report doesn't have anything more incriminating than what they already got from Bill Barr's summary. That's why they are bringing out the tried-and-true demand that never fails them, demanding that Trump release his tax returns. Uh, Here's Dan Kildee, Democrat from Michigan, who sits on the Ways and Means Committee, the committee that gave Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin a deadline of April 10th to submit the Trump tax returns. He's broken precedent by not releasing his tax returns. We wouldn't need to go through this exercise if he had simply done what he had promised to do. But let's be clear. Section 6103 of the tax code grants to the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee the right to order a tax return of a taxpayer in order to inform him and the committee on a subject that we are deliberating over. We are looking very carefully right now as to whether or not the IRS is properly auditing and enforcing tax law on the president of the United States. Hey, wait a minute. Didn't we figure out that the IRS wasn't wasn't administering tax law fairly uh, when Obama was in was in uh, in office and it didn't seem to go anywhere? I don't know. That Lois Lerner person got a got a get out of jail free card. And uh, that other guy that ran the IRS. Um, I don't know. 
Do you think uh, it seems to me that uh, back in uh, 1973, was it or 72 when uh, uh, Nixon was getting impeached? Article one of the impeachment papers was abuse of uh, IRS powers. So I don't know. Uh, it seems to be there seems to be a little difference in the way we interpret the laws. And it's not a racial thing. It's a partisan thing. If it's a Republican, if it's a Republican that's done something, we want to make sure that we find some way to put this guy in jail, impeach him or discredit anything he's done. But if it's a Democrat, we give him we give him a, a, a pass. You know what? If, if the IRS is so concerned about or the IRS can see it. But if the if the government is so concerned about seeing tax returns and, uh, you know, uh, Rachel Maddow got two pages of of Trump's tax returns from the early 2000s, and she thought it was a big bombshell, looked like uh, Geraldo in the uh, Al Capone uh, vault, uh, uh, the the vault, the the uh, episode of his show when they were going through the Al Capone vault and found nothing in it, and uh, and when she opened it up and she goes, well, you know, he made 150 million dollars in a, he paid uh, you know 100 million, he paid a uh, you know uh, 50 million dollars in taxes or whatever the number was. Well, he made a lot of money and he paid a lot of taxes. Well, I guess that's a bombshell. Uh, yeah, gripping. So, uh, but you know what? How I feel about this? Who cares? I don't want to see Trump's tax returns. He's got lots of money. He's made lots of money. It's not mine. It's not my concern. If the IRS has an issue, then it has an issue that he's not paying enough taxes. Then he should. Uh, they should audit him. Which I'm sure that, according to uh, Trump during the uh, during the campaign, his 2015s we're going through an audit so if that's if that's the case let the irs deal with it what do the what do the the boneheads in congress what do they need to see it for they won't understand it anyway i guarantee you they can't figure out how to balance their own checkbook much less read somebody else's tax returns that are as sophisticated as donald trump's are they wouldn't be able to read mine so uh that law that killed decided section 6103 of the internal revenue code is an obscure little known law passed in 1924 Hey, when do we start paying taxes? Wasn't it about that time? Because I don't think we had the internal revenue till early 1900s. And uh, so this passed right about that time. Law states that the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee can request any individual's personal or business tax return, and the Secretary of Treasury shall turn it over. And, and just to ramp up the pressure, they called Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin to Capitol Hill for a string of committee hearings on Wednesday. Since you are fully aware that Section 6103F1 of the Internal Revenue Code reads, quote, upon written request from the chairman of the Committee on Ways and Means, the secretary shall furnish such committee with any return or return information specified, end quote, are you willing to provide uh, and fulfill the command of the statute and your mandatory duty to promptly release any personal and business tax returns of President Trump uh, that you're requested to provide? The answer is, I will, I will, if I receive a request, which I presume, from what I've read in the press, I will receive, I will consult with the legal department within Treasury, and I will follow the law. So, first of all, I haven't received the request. Uh, if you have the request for me today, I'm happy to accept it. If not, when, if you decide in the future to deliver this, we will receive it. 
Uh, I can't speculate on the request until I see it. I have discussed with the legal department in the Treasury uh, it, that we will most likely receive this request. And as I've said, based upon the request, we'll examine it and we will follow the law. Thank you. I would expect Thank you. that we would – I'm not aware of there's ever been a request for an elected official's tax return. But uh, we will follow the law, and we will protect uh, the president as we would protect any individual taxpayer under their right. And so, uh, you know, it seems like he's, you know, Steve Mnuchin seems to be handling it in a very professional way. Hey, we're going to look at what the what the legal right is, and if uh, and if we're going to protect his privacy if we can, and if there's no legal uh, legal uh, precedent, then we'll do what we got to do. We'll follow the law. In fact, the various committees. Uh, uh, kept Mnuchin so long that he was about to miss his 5.30 p.m. meeting with the interior minister from Bahrain, which is over by Saudi Arabia, if you don't know where Bahrain is. I didn't have to look it up. I had to Google it. And that's when things got testy between him and Maxine Waters. If you'd wish to keep me here so that I don't have my important meeting and continue to grill me, then we can do that. I will cancel my meeting and I will not be back here. The secretary has agreed to stay to hear all of the rest of the members. Okay, Please just cancel your meeting and respect our time. I, I am Who is next on the list? My foreign meeting. You're, you're instructing me to stay here and I should cancel. No, you just board. made me an offer. No, I didn't make you an you offer. You made me an offer that I accepted. You are free to leave any time you want. You okay, may go well then, uh, anytime please, you want. Please, please dismiss everybody. I believe you're supposed to take the gravel and, and bang it. That's please do not instruct me as to how I'm to conduct this committee. Yeah, uh, sounds like a bunch of kindergartners. And, uh, and you know, if you've watched any of these things, they just they just waste time. They just grill the hell out of whoever's there unless it's unless it's a. Uh, Unless it's a Democrat that's that's under the microscope, and then the Democrat uh, members of the committees just basically grandstand and talk about how great these pers- people are and how 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 uh, childish the Republicans are, and it's if you watch these things, there's no need for them to drag these things out any longer. And uh, Maxine Waters, she is a childish little twit. So uh, and she should be. Hey, you know what? Maybe we should pull her tax returns because for some reason she's been in Congress for a long time and uh, doing public service is not supposed to make you rich. But she sure has like a like a gazillion dollar uh, mansion in uh, in L.A. somewhere. Anyway, uh, all all evidence that something something's wrong in going on there. And uh, he made he did get out, made his meeting with Bahrain with the Interior Administrator. He tweeted out. Good to meet Bahrain's interior minister, H.E. General Sheikh Rashid bin Abdullah Al Khalifa, to discuss. He needs a longer name to, to discuss important cooperation in the fight against terrorism and illicit finance. You know, I was thinking this as I'm reading the story. Why is Steve Mnuchin meeting with someone from Bahrain? Oh, they're talking about about uh, stopping the finance of of because uh, Steve Mnuchin's a Treasury Secretary. They're stopping the uh, the uh, the flow of cash to terrorism. Oh, and uh, P.S. Mick Mulvaney says this when Democrats will uh, see the president's taxes. Never, no, nor should they. Keep in mind that that's an issue that was already litigated during the election. Voters knew the president could have given his tax returns. They knew that he didn't, and they elected him anyway, which, of course, is what drives the Democrats crazy. But they know they're not going to get this. They just want the attention on the issue because they don't want to talk to about us about well, policy. So again, look at the look at the uh, the diversion. Instead of talking about instead of talking about what's going on at the border, talk about let's change the conversation to Trump's taxes. Instead of talking about the fact that 
um, the Mueller investigation came up with no collusion. Let's talk about Trump's taxes. Let's talk about anything, anything we can to get the so that the Democrats are always on attack and that the Republicans are always defending, trying to defend themselves. So just keep in mind, watch this. Think about it for yourself. And, you know, why are they so why are, why are the Democrats so so mad? They're mad because they want to keep their jobs. Because there's so much corruption going on going on there, you know what? Uh, I would be more concerned rather than looking at Trump's tax returns. You know, Barack Obama went into office in 2000, 2009 with a uh, net worth of about nothing, and uh, came out with twenty six million. Where do you think that money came from? Hmm. And as we'll find out, as we'll find out later, if Biden decides to jump in the jump in the the ring uh, to run for president. Uh, Biden's got some issues too, just like Hillary Clinton has some issues about pay for play and some of the things that were going on when he was vice president. Except for instead of funneling, funneling the money through a, uh, their foundation, like the Clintons did, uh, uh, Biden funneled it from, uh, from other countries to his son, Hunter. So, uh, we'll, we'll hear all about that. I'm, I'm sure this is probably going to keep Biden from running because, and on top of being too old to be president, uh, he probably doesn't want to have to deal with that. So let's talk about as the Democrat candidates for president try to walk the political tightrope between the party's progressive wing and its center left. Um, they face increasing pressure to roll out their health care proposals. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wasn't it the Democrats that completely overhauled the health care system uh, eight years ago uh, or or 12 years ago? Uh, what was it called? Uh, Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, and now they're coming out with their own health care proposals. What you figure out it didn't work, or did you figure out uh, you just need something else to run on because the economy is doing so good? I don't know. If any of you have had to have health care, there's no such thing as health care anymore. There's health insurance. It just doesn't pay anything. Just so you know. Just so you know. So uh, I could go. I could go on for a whole show and tell you about what's going on with me and some health issues with uh, stuff going on with a uh, pinched nerve in my back and uh blue cross. And they don't want, you know what the doctor says he wants to do and what they will approve and how long it takes. And finally I'm just saying, Hey, how about if I just pay cash for this? No, we're not allowed to give you a cash price because you have insurance. It's against the rules. Okay. Well, the doctor wants to stick a needle between these two vertebrae and between these two vertebrae and, and blue cross says they're only going to approve one of them. Well, if the problem in my back is from both vertebrae, why don't we let it do, Hey, you know what? I called up, called up the doctor this morning before I came in. Hey, if Blue Cross will only approve that, are you allowed to give me a cash price for that other injection while I'm there in the surgery center and you've got me under uh, under whatever kind of uh, anesthesia you have me on, you're, and I'm on, under, the, under the scope and you're sticking a needle in my back? You know, if there's one other place you want to stick a needle, how about if I just pay for that one extra injection? Blue Cross can pay for the other one. And uh, you know what? It's, it's such... If you think the healthcare system is better now than it was, that's because you're healthy and you haven't had to use it. Once you try to use it, you're gonna you're gonna be as mad as I am. So anyway, um, so we go on. So which one of these uh, which one of these Democratic uh, candidates is leading the charge? Naturally, it's the socialist who just runs as a Democrat, Bernie Sanders. Which Bernie Sanders, if you watch him, this guy's too old. And if you and if and if he ends up if this goes very far. I'm going to have to uh, unveil the history of Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has never had a job in his life. He's another Barack Obama. 
failed marriages, uh, left, left his wife, left him because he couldn't uh, keep a job. Then he got elected to this. And in the last, in the last many, many years he's been in the Senate, the only thing he's passed is changing the names of post offices. The only thing he's ever done, uh, short of, uh, running for president against, uh, Hillary Clinton and the, and the, and the idiot gets up there and said, we're tired of talking about your emails. He could have been a presidential. He could have been in the, in the general election. But he allowed it, allowed the the Democrat Party just to step on him. So he's not smart enough to be president. So uh, on Wednesday, Sanders reaffirmed his stance on health care by introducing by reintroducing the same Medicare for all bill that fueled his last presidential campaign in uh, 2016. As with the previous version, Sanders' latest bill would establish a national single payer Medicare system with vastly expanded benefits. It would also prohibit private plans from competing with Medicare and eliminating cost sharing. Uh, new in this version is universal provision for long-term care in home and community settings, uh, though Medicaid would continue to cover institutional care and states would determine the standard of eligibility. So that seems like a lot of confusing stuff if you're not reading it and reading it back and forth and reading bullet points. But uh, trust me, it's uh, socialized medicine. And who's co-sponsoring it? Well, every one of Sanders' biggest rivals for the Democratic presidential uh, nomination. Cory Booker of New Jersey, Kamala Harris of California, Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts. Oh, and Kirsten Gillibrand of New York, who will never be president no matter how much she talks like this. If you let Americans decide today that you can buy into Medicare for a small percentage of your income... You are creating a not-for-profit public option that is good, high-quality health care now. I dare, I dare any insurance company to just try to compete. I dare. I dare anyone to try and compete. Guess what? I can guarantee you high-quality health care is a fantasy unless you're paying for it. Okay, you know what? You know what? Where you get high-quality health care from high-quality doctors. And if high-quality doctors aren't getting paid... Why would they practice? Well, you know, we got the high quality doctors, but we just don't have anybody to, uh, we don't have the money to, to, to hire the, the nurses and the transcriptionists and all the other people to do it, do it. And the, and the system is too messed up that you, that takes too many people to run it. And if you can't pay them, it doesn't get done. I guarantee you, I could, I could go, I just do a whole, I could do a whole show on just and and I'm not that unhealthy, but I've experienced enough in the last few years that I can tell you, it's bull. It's bull. This stuff is a fantasy. This stuff's a fantasy. So so what happens to those insurance companies if they can't compete? Let's ask Bernie. And what happens to those insurance companies after your plan is implemented? If you want cosmetic surgery, we under Medicare for all we cover all basic. Health can you? I suppose if you want to make yourself look a little bit more beautiful, you want to work on that nose, your ears, uh, they can do that. So basically, Blue Cross Blue Shield would be reduced to nose jobs. Something like that. Oh, yeah, that's intelligent. Well, number one, insurance companies don't cover uh, don't cover a nose job unless you've got a, a issue in your septum that's, uh, that you can't breathe for some reason or it's uh, medically necessary. But cosmetic surgery is cosmetic surgery that's elective. And you'll notice that for the amount of time that you stay, that you go in for, for plastic surgery, I've never had any, and, but you know, and, and nor has my wife, but the, um, so I really don't have any experience here, but apparently it's affordable enough that people are having it done and they're paying for it in cash, as opposed to just about anything that you have done medically that the insurance company's paying for. They jack the price up so high because based on what healthcare plan you have, you know, they can't, they have to, they can't 
charge a different there's there's just so many so many rules there they're not allowed and just like hey can i just pay cash can i please just pay cash the doctor said he wants to do this my back hurts i'm having these issues i'll just pay for it no you're not allowed to because you have insurance wait who who took over my life here it's not just me folks it's gonna be you if it's not already so uh, just be aware, be conscious of this stuff. Be conscious of this stuff. It sounds it sounds great, just like the Green New Deal sounds great. There's gonna be clean air everywhere, yeah. Except for uh, except for China's still polluting, and every and every second our Earth turns, and as the Earth turning, their air is mixing with our air. Huh? Their water, well, their water is mixing with our water. They pollute off of China, and it. Flows over towards California. May not may not hit California, you know, in the next few days or in the next week, but it all blends together there. There's no uh there's no borders in the ocean that says, hey, this part of the Pacific belongs to Japan, this part belongs to Hawaii, this part belongs to California. You're not allowed to to share the water in there. You can't co-mingle and the air. And I and I told you about uh I've I've mentioned this a few times. I heard uh Scott Kelly, I know one of the one of the two Kelly brothers are astronauts, twins. One of them's met, married to Gabby Giffords. One of them was up in the International Space Station for a year, and I heard him speak at a uh, mortgage bankers conference. And he talked about being up in the uh, space station, looking down at the Earth. And he said, he said you could you could look at the Earth from up there, and at first you look down and you look for uh, for uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You look for for places that you can that you can mark say hey oh well, wait there's there's this great wall of china oh there's this there's that and you know you could you could see see certain things and you start you hold up your map and you you follow around and you you could see stuff and you can tell what what's what he goes after a while you get to where you know you know what you're looking at from you know you're looking down at the globe and he said uh when you look at china there's this big cloud over it you can't see you can't see anything over china because there's a big industrial smog cloud over it and he said that when uh uh when china apparently stopped industry for 3 days for some some event in china they just they stopped the whole country and all of a sudden it was clear over china which tells me the earth is turning either the earth is renewing itself or all that all that pollution just dissipated throughout the rest of the globe in either in either instance what are we doing what are we trying to do with with uh with climate change? What are we trying to stop? Because as long as as long as as long as we share the air around the earth with all the rest of the countries, we can't do it alone. So, and plus I don't know that I don't know that we can do anything. I don't know that we caused anything. So anyway, let me uh, get to uh, one last thing here. Uh Candace Owens was brought forward uh, to uh some hearing in front of the uh House Judiciary Committee on white nationalism this week. Uh, the Republicans had Candace, uh, who's a who's a black conservative Democrat. She says she's a Democrat, but I think but she's a conservative, so I don't know how that is. But they brought her her forward to speak. Ted Lieu, Democrat uh, from the 90210 uh, district, uh, went after her like this. Of all the people the Republicans could have selected, they picked Candace Owens. I don't know Miss Owens. I'm not going to characterize her. I'm going to let her own words do the talking. So I'm going to play for you the first 30 seconds of a statement she made about Adolf Hitler. I agree. I I actually don't have any problems at all with the word nationalism. I think that it gets, uh, the definition gets poisoned 
um, by uh, elitists that actually want globalism. Globalism is what I what I don't want. So when you think about whenever we say nationalism, the first thing people think about, in at least in America, is Hitler. You know, he was a national socialist. But if Hitler just wanted to make Germany great and have things run well, okay, fine. Problem is, is that he wanted he had dreams outside of Germany. He wanted to globalize. He wanted everybody to be German. Everybody to be speaking German. All right, so my uh, first question is to Ms. Hershenoff. Ms. Owen said, quote, if Hitler just wanted to make Germany great and have things run well, okay, fine. The problem is that he wanted, he had dreams outside of Germany. So when people try to legitimize Adolf Hitler, does that feed into white nationalist ideology? And this happened only to have uh, Candace come back and hand his ass back to him. Uh, then Jerry Nadler, uh, a moron, tries to be uh, the moral court and, uh, and uh, opened mouth, inserted foot. Uh, Ms. Owen, uh, Ms. Owens, I'm sorry. We just started a recording. Um, would you like time to respond to that? Yes, um, I think it's pretty apparent that uh, Mr. Liu believes that black people are stupid and will not uh, pursue the full clip in its entirety. He purposely presented an extract, an extracted witness, clip. Witness will suspend for a moment. It is not proper to refer disparagingly or to a member of the committee. Uh, the witness will not do that again. Witness may continue. Sure, even though I was called despicable. Um, witness may not refer to a member of the committee as stupid. I didn't refer to him as stupid. That's not what I said. That's not what I said at all. You, you didn't listen to what I said. May I continue? Please. As I said, he is assuming that black people will not go pursue the full two-hour clip. And he purposefully extracted, he cut off, and you didn't hear the question that was asked of me. He's trying to present as if I was launching a defense of Hitler in Germany, when in fact, the question that was asked of me was pertaining to whether or not I believed that Hitler was a, whether or not I believed in nationalism, and that nationalism was bad. And what I responded to was that I do not believe that we should be characterizing Hitler as a nationalist. He was a homicidal, psychopathic maniac that killed his own people. A nationalist would not kill their own people. That is exactly what I was referring to in the clip, and he purposely wanted to give you a cut-up similar to what they do to Donald Trump to create a different narrative. That was unbelievably dishonest, and he did not allow me to respond to it, which is worrisome and to tell you a lot about where people are today in terms of trying to drum up narratives. By the way, I would like to also add that I work for Prager University, which is run by an Orthodox Jew, and a single Democrat showed up to the embassy opening in Jerusalem. I sat on a plane for 18 hours to make sure that I was there. I'm deeply offended by the insinuation of, of revealing that clip without the question that was asked of me. Bam! Candace Owens, you are a stud. Anyway, I'm all out of time for this episode of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back again with you next week. The news expressed on this program are Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect views or policies of the Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 0117747, NMLS 9873, and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610, also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona.